What's up, everyone? It's your host, Eric Hines. You're listening to the Double L Collective. On today's episode, I will be talking to you mano y mano about this whole COVID-19 situation, my experience with having to get tested for that after experiencing the flu for some time, um, what you can control in a very uncontrollable situation, and what you can do in order to utilize the tools that you currently have and maximize your results physically and mentally. What's up, everyone? It's Eric Hines, and you're listening to the Double L Collective Podcast. I hope everyone is staying safe and feeling healthy during these tough times we're going through right now, Uh, not just in America, but across the globe. I don't have any listeners outside the U.S. that I know of, but it's worth mentioning that it's on that scale and... There's a lot of panic right now. Um, If you've tried going to the grocery stores in your area, I'm assuming it's the same from what I've heard from some of my friends and um, people that I know in different states that the shelves are are bare and uh, there's not much to acquire during the outbreak of COVID-19 right now in the U.S. So it's kind of scary. I know um, that's one of the big things I want to talk to you guys about today, my own experience with it, give you some feedback and some knowledge and insight on what I've experienced over the last uh, two weeks of quarantine um, and why I was in quarantine and basically just the ins and outs of that whole experience and talk to you guys about, um, you know, that process and branch off from there and talk about, you know, how you can get creative and, um, utilize tools you didn't know you had when you're in a tough situation like you are now. Uh, there's not a whole lot you can control with the situation, but, in the same regard, there is a lot that you can control. So let's rewind a bit um, back to the two-week mark. So I had some friends come in for the Arnold Classic. If you guys listened to, um, I believe it was episode 10 or 11, um, the one titled Arnold 19, (laughs) you would have um, heard a little bit about the start of all this conversation. Well, um, it has certainly transpired over the last week or so. And basically what happened was 
everybody left for the extended weekend, had a great time, but man, was I drained mentally and physically. I had five people um, staying in my house for three nights. Um, and there was a lot going on, uh, a lot of working out, a lot of exposure to other individuals. And this was really before um, not just the U.S., but people in Columbus started taking everything seriously. Now, I know the Arnold Classic was canceled as a uh, somewhat proactive measure to the COVID-19 spreading um, because they there was such an international spotlight for that event. And understandably so, like, uh, as we explained and agreed on that episode, we thought it was the right decision, despite our angst um, and frustration for the event not um, continuing with um, spectation from the general public. Um, But where I was going at with that was uh, two days after that weekend, so about Tuesday, morning, I woke up and I felt like shit. I had a ton of different symptoms that were all arrowing um, towards the flu. But um, of course, with all the talk going around um, and really the lack there of information on COVID-19, how to get treated, how to get tested, blah, blah, blah. I um, basically told my coworker I'm working from home and you say quarantined, I'm not, you know, taking any um, risks with this current situation. And by about Wednesday night, um, I was contacted by HR, was um, keeping them in the loop with everything going on and um, monitoring my status as uh, I was going to the doctor and whatnot. So first run in with uh, medical professionals. I went to the urgent care uh, just down the street from my apartment. And what that did was really nothing for me. So keep in mind, I have literally all of the symptoms of the flu and what they're saying are the symptoms of COVID-19. But because I didn't answer correctly, or I didn't fit the criteria of the answered questions of this boilerplate questionnaire that they were asking me for COVID-19. Like for instance, have I traveled outside the U S to, and they listed like a name of six or seven different countries. I believe Italy, Iran, China, all of those were on the list. Um, in the, have I traveled to any of those places in the last three months? Was I over the age of 60? Have I had any prior history of, lung issues, stuff like that. Obviously I answered no to all of those. Um, and so right off the bat, they said I didn't qualify to take the test, but they're still going to see me, treat me, um, you know, test for influenza A and B and go from there. Um, the why urgent care, it was the quickest option at the time. Um, and also I was feeling like complete shit. Uh, I had, I did not have a runny nose um, or a sore throat, but I did have a cough. I did have achiness, muscle soreness, uh, fatigue. Um, um, I did, I was uh, rather lethargic and 
I just all around um, did not feel good at all. Now, if you guys know me, one of the first things I do when I start feeling symptoms um, is all my vitamins that I have daily dosages of, I up the dosages on those. And then I also take um, a couple extra remedies in order to reduce the duration of my sickness that's um, already imminent. So because really you can't be super proactive once you start feeling symptoms, you're kind of in a reactive state. Um, so the best thing to do is stick to the remedies, you know, have shortened the duration in the past, um, and, um, up the dosages of what you currently take to help boost your immunity, um, and help your body in the recovery process. So that's what I did. Um, started up in my greens, my reds, um, my probiotic, um, my multivitamin, uh, stuff like that. Um, in addition to taking like some elderberry and some other, uh, remedies and, um, that actually in the grand scheme helped out everything tremendously. I only ended up being sick or at least feeling symptoms for about three total days. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And then Friday, I was pretty much 90% by that time. I still had, you know, a cough and some other things. But anyway, so jumping back to the urgent care, I uh, uh, was, there was actually a lot of um, folks waiting. This was on, um, this was on a weekday afternoon. Um, so this was already like a concern of mine. Uh, I was making sure, you know, I was t automatically taking the proper precautions. I didn't have like a mask or respirator or anything like that, but I was, you know, keeping my distance from others, um, making sure I was using hand sanitizer or whatnot. Um, and being cognizant of what I was coming in contact with, with my hands and not touching my face, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I get, uh, seated in a waiting room, um, get called in and I'm literally sitting in the doctor's, um, one of the rooms for probably a good 30, 35 minutes. They come in, ask me literally the same questions that they asked me at the front desk, um, which is always, uh, fun to answer after you've been waiting for a long time. But I kept my maintained my patience and um, they uh, came back in, took my temperature, um, did a, a mouth swab for, uh, I'm sorry, not a mouth swab, a nasal swab um, for my uh, influenza A and B. And then they also, um, I guess in the process, noticed that I had a right ear infection, which Usually when you have an ear infection, you feel um, pain and discomfort in that ear. And I did not have any of those symptoms. Regardless, they uh, prescribed me, you know, um, some medication for that in addition to the flu, which I ended up testing negative for, which made absolutely no sense. I mean, I felt like garbage. I had all, all the symptoms that raised the flag. And I still tested negative. So I walked out of that office with a negative test for influenza A and B and 
worried even more that I may have it because I didn't test positive for the flu. So went and got a second opinion. I had to call a couple different numbers that connected me to one of the few locations in Columbus that provided um, COVID-19 specific testing. Um, I again had to respond to the same boilerplate questionnaire that they give in order for you to qualify. I explained my situation that I had been negatively tested um, or had negative test results rather for influenza A and B and that I was worried I may have COVID-19 despite my answers um, to the questionnaire not matching their criteria. So the lady was nice enough to pass me along, said, all right, um, we'll set an appointment for you tomorrow. Why don't you go to the um, this location of OSU Medical, and which is Ohio State, um, very reputable um, healthcare system here in Columbus. And they said, you'll um, pull up in your car and you'll call the number and they'll come out to you. Now, this is when it gets interesting. So I had not done any prior research on what the test required or what the procedure was. But basically the next morning I uh, pulled up, I did as they said, I pulled in the parking spot um, that they designated in the back of the hospital wing that they were um, operating in. And uh, basically you roll down the window of your car, you stay in your vehicle and they come out in a full, you know, GMP suit with a face mask, respirator, everything. And they do two deep, uh, nostril swabs, which was extremely uncomfortable. Um, they shove it all the way up your nose to where you have tears coming out of your eyes and it's very uncomfortable. Um, so they did that for literally what felt like 15 seconds each nostril to get in there and get a good sample. And then they did a um, back of throat um mouth swab, which was uncomfortable as well, but not nearly as bad as the, as the, uh, nostril ones. So basically all that happened, um, it was understood and was told to me that I was being tested for influenza A and B again, and then for COVID-19. Um, the influenza A and B test results come back rather quickly. In this case, um, a little bit slower than normal, but they said I would have it within two hours, the results. And then for COVID-19, uh, they said I would have them within 48 hours. But because it was a Friday morning, they said, um, obviously, instead of Sunday, to wait until Monday for me to get my results. Said, okay, fine. Relayed all this information back to my company, um, which, by the way, if you're ever in this position, um not only is patience key, but there's going to be a lot of people reaching out to you, wanting the information, wanting to make sure you're safe. And you just got to keep your cool. I literally had probably 15 or 16 people, um, you know, family members, um, coworkers, um, friends, all concerned and asking for updates and me just regurgitating the same information over and over. So it was kind of like, why I'm coming on here and also 
giving all this information because not only can it be super helpful in times like this to understand the process, especially if you happen to find yourself in these shoes, hopefully not. I truly hope not, but wanted to make sure that this information gets out there. And that's what the whole point of this podcast is. You guys learn from my lessons as I give, um, you know, the lessons to you from my own experience. So, um, with all that information being said, I had, uh, a nice long weekend of doing literally nothing. I say quarantine to my house since that Tuesday of being sick, I did not go out. Now, of course I come to find out, um, that they start slowly, but surely closing down restaurants, bars, um, then the gyms. Um, of course I couldn't go to any of this stuff if I wanted to, I was being smart about the whole situation and taking, you know, the utmost priority with, um, all the given information I had, um, not to mention that I had not gone grocery shopping in quite some time, uh, probably right before that Arnold weekend. So it had at least been a week since I had been to the store I couldn't go and I was hearing from other people that um, paper supplies, cleaning supplies, groceries, produce was all on limited supply. So I was like, great. Not only did I miss the opportunity to stock up on the things that I truly need during um, this time of kind of fear and, um, you know, scarcity of goods. But I was quarantined and couldn't leave. So Uber Eats was my best friend. I probably spent too much money on that stuff. But um, it sounds like my company's going to help me out a little bit with that, which was really nice. But regardless, I think that, um, you know, that whole time from Friday to Monday, I was very anxiously awaiting my results. I was getting calls daily. Hey, what's the plan? I was like, all right, you know, still not going to get anything till Monday. I'll touch base with you then. Um, well, Monday comes around. I don't hear anything. Um, and particularly with uh, COVID-19, whether you test negative or positive, they will call you. Um, typically, the doctor sends the test results through um, this site called MyChart, which I have an account with, and I have all my test results and messages from the doctor through there. But um, in this case, they were going to do a follow-up call as well. So if I didn't see them come through via email, they were going to call me regardless. Um, I tried calling the number that I called previously to make the appointment, and it either hung up immediately, said that, there's too much traffic going on. They can't talk to anyone or it rang off the hook with no voicemail and nobody answered the phone. So, um, this went on for several days. Uh, it wasn't until, uh, this past Friday, which was exactly a week from when I got tested that I finally got an email from my personal doctor forwarding, forwarding a message from the doctor who had tested me saying, um, some very, very, very interesting verbiage that um, basically was unsettling. So for the sake of not calling anybody out or stating 
you know, specific confidential patient information on myself. I'm basically just going to read you verbatim the part that really caught me off guard. Um, I just wanted to make sure that you saw your influenza test was positive. You have the flu, influenza virus in parentheses. We do not think you have coronavirus or COVID-19. You may stop isolation for coronavirus. You may still be infectious for the flu and should practice good hand washing and avoid close contact with other people until your symptoms improve to avoid making other people sick. And then he goes on for a sentence or two. But the key sentence here being, we do not think you have coronavirus or COVID-19. Now, I don't know about you, but if you're awaiting actual test, concrete definitive test results and you not only not get them, but you get back an, a verbiage from the doctor that says something so indecisive like we do not think, that raises red flags. So I told my company about it. I told my parents about it. And they're like, no, you got to get the test results. So obviously I replied back. I was like, this is unacceptable. It's literally been a week from the day that you guys told me that I would get the results. Um, my company had to shift things around in order to accommodate me working from home as well as, you know, precautionary measures with my project team. And please give me the results, basically, as frustratingly polite as I could be. <laughs> and the response back was that there is not a COVID-19 test result on my file. In other words, even though they literally told me that I got tested for it and I got the proper procedure test done specifically on me, they didn't go through with it because they saw that I had the flu and that I wasn't likely to have coronavirus because of that fact. Now, is it a complete rule out? No. I'm confident that I do, do not have COVID-19. But the I, I just, I can't even believe that they would do that. I feel like that's straight up illegal that they told me that I'm getting tested for it. I do get tested for it. They tell me I'm getting the results on this day. And then they're like, oh, sorry, we just decided that we weren't going to test you for it. It's very frustrating. And to think that, um, you know, I always try to give the benefit of the doubt and think of the positive spin on this. Maybe there was another individual that was more susceptible to COVID-19 that needed my test result, or excuse me, not mine, or yeah, needed the test kit that was going to be associated with me. But um, this also does not explain the fact that they could have told me same day when I got the flu results. Like, hey, Mr. Hines, we're not going to test for COVID-19 because you tested positive for the flu. And here's why. And give, you know, a legitimate explanation from the doctor. But that wasn't the case. And because of that, I'm sitting here, you know, with more questions about what really is going on with our healthcare system during this time. 
Um, now it's been apparent to me since probably the inception of this talk and the media coming out with the stories and whatnot and scaring the public that as a nation, we are in complete reactive state. We have not been prepared for this since it was a talking point. It's almost like we thought that this was never going to cross our border and come to the U.S., which is not only just extremely ignorant thought, but we didn't take any measures whatsoever to um, actively you know, pursue this threat, so to speak, and minimize the exposure by taking active measures up front immediately. Now, if you're top, you know, fast forward to today, which I'm recording this on the 23rd of March, uh, Columbus is now going into lockdown. So unless you are leaving your place of living for health reasons, um, to, um, get goods specifically, um, for yourself or for others to help others, um, or you are part of, uh, an exempt, um, employee list, which is very specific. Um, I believe it has to do with, um, you know, government or political officials, um, in my case, construction projects critical to um, the preservation of health, um, pharmaceutical, medical, um, stuff like that. And so I fall into that exception list. But luckily, very luckily, there was a silver lining with all of this. I was able to immediately upon finding out these rather, um, you know, uh, indecisive results, I was able to go to the store and get whatever few things that I could that were available at the store before this lockdown happened and made things even harder because as a reaction, people were probably out tonight clearing the shelves again, um, as I already have. Now, when I went to the store, there was no meat, uh, there's no dairy, uh, there's hardly any produce, um, no paper products, really no cleaning products, zero bread, um, basically anything that was unhealthy, um, perishable, um, or, you know, non-essential was still left. So, I did manage to get a few things um, that could have uh, been helpful. I did get some um, some bars. Uh, I was able to get some cereal. Which I don't. I'm not really a huge cereal eater. I mean, I always was as a kid, but ever since getting more into my long term health and fitness, um, that's kind of been on the back burner. But for now. Um, I'm utilizing that and actually a great idea is, um, making a protein shake and using that as the milk for the cereal major key, definitely get your protein in, keep that muscle protein synthesis going. But, um, and yeah, in addition to that, I did stock up on some more protein from first form, um, so that I'm well covered there, but um, now that I'm in the space that I have all those supplies and whatnot, um, 
I'm a little bit more assured that I'm going to be okay and ride out however many other weeks we think this is going to last. Um, I've heard all sorts of different speculation on anywhere from, uh, you know, a month to uh, even, I think, two and a half months was another estimation. I personally can't see this going past May. Um, it would be a shame if it if it did, um, because I've already had plans canceled uh, for trips and whatnot, which I'm sure many of you listening have as well. Um, there are a couple flights that I've still been able to maintain the plans for, but it's going to be a game time decision on whether or not I end up going to those places, just considering the severity of um, everything unfolding. Um, so yeah, that was my experience with a COVID-19 scare. Fortunately, I do not have it. And I think that um, looking back, uh, I probably should have been a little bit proactive myself on um, researching the virus, um, where I can go um, in case that would have saved me some time and some money of going to the urgent care and whatnot. And, um, but there were a lot of things out of my control and that's a big topic of discussion for this podcast. And I've talked about it many a times, even before this outbreak, but even now on my Instagram, um, you know, it's kind of funny. Everybody, um, is on the same page within the, um, within the entrepreneurial um, and motivational speaker space, but control what you can control and the stuff that you can't control. Don't fret on it whatsoever, because that's the biggest thing that is going to hinder your growth in the short term and in the long term. Now, are there a lot of things that are out of your control right now? Yes, there are. You can't control the fact that the government um, or your local municipality wants to close gyms and keep them closed until the government makes a decision. But the thing that I'm telling you is that doesn't have to be the end-all be-all. You can really improvise with really nothing. You don't even have to have any equipment at home whatsoever in order to be useful um, with keeping your body and your mind in shape. Now, I haven't been as fortunate um, where the weather has been extremely um, up and down here in Columbus. We had flash flooding um, for the past day or so, and it's pretty much been raining on and off for the past week and a half. Now, fortunately, with 75 Hard and the Live Hard program, I have been rather um, in tune with my body physically and mentally, and I'm also susceptible to dealing with harsher conditions of weather. That stuff doesn't bother me nearly as much as it used to from going through so many iterations and so many days of working out outside. So there were a couple days where I ran out or walked out in the rain, um, and it was actually kind of peaceful. Um, even though, um, 
there was no chance of uh, the rain stopping or whatnot. So um, the big thing was with that is I got out of my comfort zone yet again with workouts that I was doing at home and trying to get creative with that process. Now, I do have some equipment that helps me out a little bit. I have a pull-up bar that's hanging on one of the door frames in my apartment. Um, I do have some dumbbells. I have an ab roller, and I have some bands. Um, but even without those tools, I've been utilizing a lot of bodyweight exercises that have been uh, keeping my body toned in good shape. Um, and really the key point that I want to get to with all of this is regardless of trying to get creative with workouts and whatnot, the big thing is not staying sedentary. Um, and what, I, and I believe I said that wrong, sedentary. Um, what I mean by that is don't have this time as an opportunity to slip, to slip from your routine, to slip from what you are used to doing. Um, and if, what you're used to doing is sitting on the couch the whole day and really not getting a whole lot of movement going, blood flowing, um, then this is absolutely the wake-up call that you need. Don't think of times right now where everybody's staying inside as an opportunity to take advantage of that and not do much at all. In fact, um, even without the rain and whatnot, just getting outside for a walk for 30 to 45 minutes to an hour is very, very tranquil. Um, the chances of you running into anybody um, may be likely depending upon where you live. Of course, if you're my buddy that lives in New York City, it's a little bit different situation than me that lives in suburban Ohio. But with that being said, it's still an opportunity for you to get out, to get your blood flowing, to get fresh air, and to have your thoughts to yourself and not be fixated on things that are just super easy to get in the mode with, like sitting watching Netflix all day or, um, you know, anything like that that doesn't really provide tremendous value. Another big thing that you may be thinking is, well, it's hard for me to work from home or this hinders my job performance because I'm not utilizing my time nearly as well. This is the perfect opportunity to analyze your schedule on a daily and weekly basis to the minute if you so choose, but I personally do to the hour and see where the gaps lie and what you can fill them with to be productive. I'm not saying you have to cut out the luxuries of Netflix and hanging out with your pet or whatnot, but maybe you could be throwing in a couple pages of a good book here and there, or here you could be organizing your closet and going through some clothes to put bags together for goodwill or donation, or maybe you could even be cleaning your house apartment or, um, you know, uh, establishment. All these things are not only going to make you feel mentally rewarded, but they're going to get you moving from a situation where you're almost um, thought your thought process is to not move whatsoever. So that is definitely 
one of the biggest wake-up calls for the first couple of days when I was sick. I had almost no other opportunity um, to do anything but to catch up on sleep. So I was staying in bed a lot. I was lounging on the couch watching shows, and I was falling victim to that trap. But when you're used to creating good habits, eating well and whatnot, it is even easier sometimes to completely slip away from that um, if you're not too terribly disciplined. Um, even, you know, s- something as simple as um, video games or having guilty pleasure foods that you may otherwise not have because they're not something that's readily available. As I said earlier, the grocery store was filled with nothing but shit food. And I could have very easily not been selective with my choices and just bought up all that because it was in stock. But that's not what you're here to do. And that's not going to help you in the long run, which is the most important run of them all, the long game. Um, So going back to, um, you know, staying sedentary, I think the biggest thing there is just no what you need to get done and create a schedule. And even if you're someone that gets anxiety from being organized or having stuff detailed down to the hour, um, you don't need to go right into that level of detail. You can start real high level, have a couple different tasks that you know you have to accomplish and just set deadlines for them. And it's not to create extra stress on yourself but it's to hold you accountable and make sure that you're developing discipline with stuff that you otherwise wouldn't do because of the freedom of being at home. Um, I have definitely fallen victim to that in the past. If I, but I'm also a person that if I do not do these things for the sake of organization and routine, I will fall into the trap of, being lazy and doing lazy things. And it's something that's very easy to fall into. Now, if you add the stressors that you're putting on yourself from getting anxious or fearful of the things that you can't control, like the current situation that we're in, that's just going to add more stress to your situation. And you don't need to do that to yourself. By you only focusing on what is on your home front and your sphere of influence as far as the people that you talk to and communicate to from distances, that's what you can control. Um, And the biggest thing with that, too, is make sure you are in constant contact with your friends and family, regardless of whether you're healthy or not. You need to make sure that you have your closest relationships bonded even further during times like this because communication in any relationship is extremely key. Anybody who has gone through a breakup has experienced this at some point in time because the root cause can absolutely boil down to communication at the very end of the day. Um, Whether it's over communication, lack of communication, um, incorrect or lying communication, Um, or being too open and honest and not having a filter. Um, All these things, depending upon the person you're dealing with, 
can play a factor. But the big thing here is keep in close contact with those individuals. Make sure they understand that you're not going anywhere anytime soon, regardless of um, this crazy um, environment that we're being exposed to. And everything's going to be okay. This is like anything else that you have as a hardship, a sacrifice, a struggle. It's all short term. All of it. You can name any situation. Um, Now, short term can be a day. It could be a year. We don't know what that's going to turn out to be. But if you look at your entire lifespan of 70 plus years, that is literally a drop in the pond. And it's just taking a step back and reflecting and understanding that in the grand scheme, it's not going to make that much of a difference. I keep telling my friends that I talk to that we'll look back on this after it's done in a couple of months. And that's just being conservative that we're going to just look back and laugh. Now, some of you have been saying, and I've been agreeing with some of you from the beginning that in a lot of cases, this is kind of a laughing manner. I mean, the way that is expressed and um, announced to the public, the way that certain people of um, public figure and political um, arena are reacting to it is also comical. But that's not to take the situation lightly. We do have a serious issue on our hands And the only way they could truly be prevented is by following the measures and the guidelines that we've been given and controlling what we can control. You do that and you'll get past the short-term hardship and you'll come out the top with a W and a story to tell with all your friends and family. I hope you guys enjoyed this, that you got value out of it. If you have any questions about what I talked on this podcast, please feel free to reach out. And uh, as always, I appreciate the support and the listening and uh, we'll see you next time.